Hi guys, good morning. It's Leslie Culver from 59 and Counting. And this is my podcast, Finding the Creative in You. I'm hoping this morning that you will indulge me just a little bit as I stroll down memory lane and think back to a time that I was recording in my planner on Friday evening as I was putting together my spread for the week of Valentine's. And I found myself just making a notation actually on the day after Valentine's Day, for some reason when I started the spread, I was putting all the Valentine's stuff on the 15th instead of the 14th. I don't know why. But I was making a note of the day that I got engaged to my late husband, Mark, February 14th, 2008. And... I don't know if when you're working in your planners, if you happen to do that. If you follow me at all on Instagram, you're probably one of those people that do. But that is one of the ways that I express my creativity is in my planners. I have a creative planner where I do nothing but doodle and creatively draw and write all the things that happen sort of as a memory keeper. Then I have my journal where I'm writing out more sentences and paragraphs and things. I have my business planner. I have my work planner that is appointments and calls and emails and all the normal stuff you put in a planner. You're probably wondering right now how many planners I have. We won't. That's a conversation for another day. But this is very much one of the areas where I really express my creativity. So today I was working on a very pretty red and black with a little pink kind of vibe to it. And I was playing with some florals and, you know, just getting in that Valentine's sort of mindset. Putting it together. And and I'm writing down the year that Mark and I got engaged. And that, of course, automatically, I mean, there are just certain days that certain significant things happened that just automatically sends us down memory lane. So, as I said, I hope you'll indulge me a little bit because there really is a message behind the message of me just remembering that special day, that special night that does have to do with creativity. But maybe not 
every one of my podcasts, am I going to be able to weave it beautifully into a message that helps you find your creativity? I don't know if that's even possible. I think today for me, this expression, this time that I'm spending with you has more to do with moments in time that come and go in our lives that are worth remembering, worth making note of. And I think today, as I go through the day, I'm going to be thinking back to last night as I was working in my planner that threw me back you know, to 2008. Um, I'm thinking about what that was like that day. When you're in your mid to late 40s and you're starting a new relationship, I'm not sure for other people if it was different for them than it was for Mark and I, but we talked about marriage so much from the very beginning of our relationship that, I mean, it wasn't like some big surprise because it was more like an evolution of things of one day building on the next, building on the next, where you just sort of know where things are headed. Be that as it may, we had expressed to one another that this was where we saw us going. But Mark being Mark, wanted the grand gesture. And Mark being Mark wanted it to be a little on the corny side, a little on almost the predictable side. So we had been looking at rings and, you know, he He had an idea of what I wanted, and I was very specific in what I wanted. I mean, that's one of the reasons that a person can marry another person is they just accept certain things about you. And Mark accepted about me that, well, I had some opinions about things. So when knew what the ring kind of looked like and I knew that it was coming and when he said he made dinner reservations for this Italian restaurant in Georgetown where I live Georgetown Texas I kind you know I kind of knew what was happening because this would just be in line with the kind of thing that he would do. And that's not to say he wasn't creative because, I mean, I know what you're all thinking. This is about as cliche as you can get. 
But then even in that, there was something creative about what he was trying to do. He really was trying to create that moment, that grand gesture, that that thing that men, I think, often believe that is exactly what women want. He wanted to give me that moment. We had talked about my first marriage. We had talked about a couple of significant relationships that I had after my first marriage. So he kind of knew that I hadn't had what he considered a significant enough grand gesture. So there he was, and he's trying really hard to make sure that that he gives me this this grand gesture because we're moving into this saying, you know, we're not getting married just to get married. We're not getting married just to see if it'll work. We both were very much of the mindset that we're getting married for life. And I don't know that everybody goes into marriage that way. Some people do, and some people, I think, just don't. And so in our minds, if we went down this road, it was very much going to be because we were going to grow old together, and this was it. There was not going to be any other proposals, any other marriages. This was going to be it. So he wanted to make sure that I got that grand gesture. And I'll never forget, I mean, when a man tells you he's taking you to an Italian restaurant on Valentine's Day, and it happens to be on the town square, and it happens to be in a restaurant that is on one of the four corners of the town square. And that restaurant happens to be nestled into the building in such a way that two of its walls were glass windows. And in one of those glass windows happened to be a big black grand piano. And there only happened to be one table next to that grand piano. And we just happened to get that table. I think you can see I pretty much knew what was going to happen. He was going to take this opportunity to give me my engagement ring, formally ask me to marry him, and thus beginneth our engagement before we would exchange vows. What he didn't bank on was that the very outgoing, free-spirited, kind of crazy, couldn't always predict me kind of person that I was, that he was prepared for but not prepared for about 90% of the time, that this same person could actually get a little embarrassed. He wasn't prepared for that. 
you're wondering where all of this is going and and I'm going to get there, I promise. But as I said, you're going to indulge me a little today and I really appreciate that. So we get to the restaurant and I'm looking forward to it because we had been to this restaurant before and we both loved it. And I mean, I'm already, you know, in my mind going, you know, little wine, a little appetizer. There's going to be a fabulous dessert. I know what the dessert menu looks like, but it's probably got some kind of corny Valentine's desserts added on just for the day, whatever. What I didn't expect, even though here I was sitting in that table right next to that piano, where everyone walking by the restaurant can see me and everyone in the restaurant can see me. There is a couple sitting there together and I'm wearing a red silk blouse and I'm in black slacks and the blouse is trimmed in very tiny red piping and, and you know, I mean, I'm very Valentine's-y looking, you know. And he's dressed all in black, black shirt, black pants, black belt, black shoes, you know. Don't know that he was going for the Johnny Cash look, which of course he couldn't really pull off anyway, but, you know, we'll give him props for at least, you know, going down that I'm going to look kind of cool tonight for her look. What I didn't anticipate was for the kind of shy, kind of reserved, kind of at times really quiet guy that Mark was, that he would have the guts to actually stand up and then get on one knee to propose. Again, I'm not saying this is the most creative thing in the world. It's a little corny. It's a little cliche, but we're giving him props here for actually doing it. What he didn't expect was me bending down and whispering to him over and over again, get up off your knee, get up right now, get up off your knee. He did not expect that. But then he also didn't expect to exchange vows with a girl that was at 46 years old, giggling through the entire ceremony. So nothing about our relationship was ever actually scripted like a good rom-con should have been. So we know that. The point of all of this is that as I was being creative today and preparing my planner for the week of Valentine's. And in a very creative mood, but again, very cliche, pink and red roses and Mickey and Minnie Mouse and all of the Valentine-y kind of stuff, hearts and flowers all over my planner. The thought started going through my mind 
is there really anything more creative in this world than love? And I don't think that I am talking about something that you haven't probably thought of yourself. If you've thought about creativity at all, I have to believe that you have thought about it in terms of love. Is there ever an emotion that we have that evokes more creativity, that pulls out more from us at a very soul sort of level than love? And if we're going to talk about painting and drawing and creating and humor, and drama, and filmmaking, and book writing, if we're going to talk about all of the ways that we express our creativity, I don't think that we can do it without talking about the one biggest underlying emotion that has sparked more creativity more passion, more need to express ourselves than the very essence of what brought about life in the very beginning. Love. So, as I'm strolling down memory lane and and I'm remembering all of these wonderful things moments from our relationships from the beginning of our dating and meeting to the very end when it's time for him to be called home we shared a lot of love and in that love we were able to express the most true versions of ourselves with one another than I can honestly say I had ever shared before. That isn't to say that I didn't have incredibly passionate, wonderful love in my life prior to Mark. I did. But I am not sure that there was ever a relationship where my guard was so let down when I was so able to be me so freely as I was with Mark. And I don't know if that's because we came into that relationship later in both of us in our late 40s well him a little later in his 40s than I was we'll say mid to late 40s I don't know if it's because we were coming together at that 
season of our life. And because both of us had had a fairly significant period of alone years, not coupled up, not in a relationship, that we were so ourselves because we had grown to, you know, enjoy our own company and and need no one other than ourselves to just enjoy the day-to-day, or if there was something about him and I together as a couple that was so unique that allowed us to be so much who we are and who we were as people and who we were as creatives. And that is the second part of the relationship that I think is significant to talk about. And that is the fact that unlike some previous relationships, Mark and I were both creative people. My late husband was a graphic designer and he had been in printing and design since he was 17 years old. The very first job he got was in a print shop. And so creative design, creativity in daily life was a part of his life. It was a part of my life. And so coming together as two creatives, we sort of knew more about living with the other one than maybe some other couples do. You know, it's not unusual for opposites to attract. And I can definitely say in my first marriage, that is exactly what we had. We had me, the creative, the sort of, you know, spazzy, bounce-off-the-wall kind of outgoing individual and we had my first husband who was very reserved very conservative very logical so we were two very different people but it was exactly that that for 20 years brought that balance to one another and that's why we lasted as long as we did. But in this later marriage that I entered, it's because we were so similar that we came together. Ultimately, the love that he and I shared was interwoven with so much of our creativity being a big part of our life. We started a print company together. He was teaching me web design and print design, graphic design. He was trying like heck to teach me all of the different softwares that he used and what he failed to realize is that As creative as I am, the techie part of life, there's just certain parts of it that my brain doesn't compute with, but his did. 
all of that aside, we truly were very compatible because for us, an enjoyable Saturday was taking off in the morning with our cameras in hand, not knowing where we were going and going on our little photography adventures. And we, that was just, we could spend a whole day or a whole weekend just driving around, going stop. Uh, because one of the two of us saw something that we needed to grab a picture of. Had we not loved each other the way that we did and understood each other the way that we did, I don't think that we would have been able to have those experiences and those days and those times when what was important to us apart from searching out a way to be creative was the fact that we loved each other in such a way and with such depth and with such honesty that we could allow the other person to explore their creativity the way that we did and that we did enjoy, in fact, many times the same type of creativity. We enjoyed photography together. We also enjoyed seeing where our photographic eye was so different. As we together in this podcast are exploring all the different ways that we can be creative. One of the things that I hope that this story kind of tells you is that while we were the same, we were different. Two people with the same cameras looking at the same geographic location, the same spot, took very different pictures. One of the things that I, that jealous is not the right word, but I was so envious because Mark could take a candid picture of a person in a moment. He could grab that people picture that no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't seem to do that. On the flip side, he hated the fact that I could see the ordinary world around me, whether it was architecture or a riverbank or whatever, and take a picture of it from a perspective that he couldn't see. But we could appreciate the differences. And doesn't it take a deep amount of love when we can appreciate what is common to us while appreciating what is so different about one another? I don't even know if I'm expressing this right. I don't even know if I'm getting the message that has just been sort of really kept me up Friday night until I could finally get to putting this podcast together for you. 
really the message has to do with a love that is so free and so full and so open that you absolutely have the pure joy of being wholly and completely yourself where nothing holds back the creative that is in you. And that is found in those moments when we are experiencing just honest, true love. And I'm not talking that it has to be romantic love. In this case, it just was. But I'm talking that underlying most expressions of creativity, there is love somewhere in there. Even if what you are expressing is grief or sadness or anger or betrayal, underlying most, and I honestly believe all emotion, underlying every other emotion that we experience started from a place of great love. I don't think we get angry at another person. I don't think that we use the words like hate and betrayal and deceit and all of those kind of things if love wasn't broken. And thus, we end up in this other place with all of these jumbled emotions because we can no longer express love. So... I honestly believe, and I think this is where I'm going, and I think that what I'm trying to do today, because I was thinking about my late husband as I was recording our day of becoming engaged and promising to be there for one another forever, I think that what was evoked was the fact that as people, you and I going down this journey together to really find the creative in ourselves, when we get honest and true with ourselves about what we're trying to express, I think love is there. And I think that we can't ignore that emotion as we try to tell our message, our story, the reason we need to be creative, I don't think we can tell it without at least honoring and looking at love. And in this way, at this time, no, it's not February 14th. No, it's not Valentine's Day. No, it's not the anniversary of that proposal. But it is, in fact... The moment in which I was remembering all of those things. And so to honor that love that I got to share for eight and a half years with that man. I say, perhaps in some way, Marcus Wade Culver... I hope that this podcast honors you and everything that you gave me 
in those eight and a half years and every bit of love that you allowed me to feel and every bit of love that you poured into me. The fact that I feel even today that I can venture off in new directions and fully pour my life into a life of creativity and that I see that as my future career, my future business, my future is because he let me be that person fully and wholly the way I had always wanted to be. And so today, thank you for indulging me and just remembering this man who gave me this gift. You and I wouldn't be sharing time together had he not allowed me to find my creative in me. And so for today, for Saturday, February 5th, 2022 you've been gone for a while now but you are not forgotten and neither is the love and neither is the giggles and the joy and the corny moments that we shared so for those that are listening to this podcast today Thank you again for indulging me. Be safe. Be well. I hope you can spend the day looking for love from your spouse, from your children, from your grandchildren, from a friend, maybe from your pet, wherever. Maybe just your own hug that you give yourself. Enjoy a beautiful Saturday, no matter where you are. And I wish you love. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon.